from all your worries Sure would help a lot Wouldn't you like to get away? White red. The white rabbit. Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, Makes You Think. My name is Vince Taglavia. I'm here with Jim Bob Oval Shorts. Hope you all are doing well. Jim Bob, how you doing? I'm great, buddy. Missed you. Missed you too. Happy New Year. Hope everything's going well. What's yeah, new? What's hope... been going on? Oh man, just uh, back back to the grind. Now that we're past the New Year, man. I actually, I actually got to the opportunity to interview the former vice presidential candidate of the Libertarian Party. This dude got almost two million votes, huh. and he told he totally come over and hung out with me for an episode of the show. Heck yeah. Congratulations. That's excellent. Man, Man he was, he's a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. You guys could find Jim Bob's website and his shows on unconstitutionalawakening.com. It's in the description down below. Make sure you subscribe to all his channels and whatnot and check it all out. He has some great guests and even things and in you the can, work. So. And we got a competition going on right now. You guys make oh, sure really? you check in on that as well. Yeah. Oh, snap. Get okay. yourself a free sticker, man. You just got to listen oh, to it. Oh, I saw that. You gotta. Nobody's answered the last the last episode's question, so it's still up for <laughs> up for grabs. So when we're done doing this tonight, you want something to go check out? Go listen to that episode and answer that question on my website, and you can win one of these bad boys right here. All right, that's so. Dope. I like yeah. it. I like yeah. it. That's fun. All right. I'm trying to I'm trying to engage with folks some more, like you do over here, man. You do such a nice job of it. Oh, thank you so much, Jim Bob. It's very very nice. Yeah, we have a lot of fun, man. We had a we had our Zoom chat last night. It got got intense, man. We talked about life, we talked about religion, we talked about the Bible, God, all this kind of thing, and everybody has their different belief. And we had, I don't know, 30, 40 people in, and we just everyone went back and forth. You know, it got heated at times. It got very lovey-dovey at times and very connected and it's just it's a fun thing, man, to connect with all these people and discuss these topics it's it's pretty wild yeah it gets wild dude it does we've had some we've had some wild topics too recently and i just i don't know it's good to talk about some of these wild topics sometimes because it's better than bottling it up and fighting about it you know yeah if you can talk about it good it's worth talking about oh yeah for sure and today there are a few things i want to talk about some things i just discovered today (laughs) believe it or not I've gone through just several bouts of just researching stuff to share with you guys on this show on Saturday, which where we talk about things that make you think. That's what we call it, makes you think here on the Red Pill Project. We get away from all the politics and news and stuff, and we like to talk about science and mysteries and UFOs and conspiracies, and and it's a good time. So welcome, everybody. Uh, We'll get into technology and then... Uh, future technology, what could possibly be going on, some things that are happening now, and I hope unfold in the future, in the near future. But we'll talk about this, and then we'll talk about um, the pyramids, moving stones, and some ruins. Some unique ruins that I've just discovered. I didn't even know these were a thing. And we'll look at what they are, where they are, what they could be, how they could have been built. And they're super interesting. So, that's really exciting. I'm getting... 
PQuest wants me to turn on the stickers on Pilled. So I've looked into this. I don't know how to do that. Everything indicates that they are on, on my end. So I'm not sure what to do. Um, I'm sorry, PQuest. I'll check again right now, but I don't know what that's about. Uh, if you have information on how to do it, send it over. Nobody sent me over that, but it's toggled on, so sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, let's start here with this discovery. And it's not, you guys may have heard of this, it's... um. It's kind of some interesting technology that was talked about on Joe Rogan's podcast recently. And Joe Rogan had, uh, who, what are their names? Randall Carlson and Graham Hancock. Yeah. And Graham Hancock on his show. And this is what they discussed. We'll watch a clip from that to get us started. And this just blew my mind and made me extremely excited. Mm -hmm. I think we're getting very close to rediscovering some of the things that um, our ancient ancestors were up to. And maybe this would be worth a whole show in itself. We could dive into this, and I don't want to get into that today. But what kind of technology are you talking about? Um, Well, I just, (laughs) I shouldn't really get into that. Get into it. Get into it, Rattle. We got to get into it. Okay, well. We've opened the door, sir. Okay. (laughs) Well. Okay. The passing of the HDMI cable. The passing. <laughs> the passing <laughs> a sacred mind. The privilege of talking to some of these people over the last six or seven years. And right now as we're speaking, there's a, there's a group of people who, who are basically going to open source a whole lot of stuff in the next three months. So it can never get suppressed again. And that's why I'd like to come back and talk in more detail. Well, I'd detail love to have it. you come back and talk about it, but we've got to talk about it a little bit now. Ah, hmm. uh, okay. Well, uh, there's a laboratory right now in the Maldives that's been building prototypes using these technological principles, which are based on implosion rather than explosion. And the a te- inspiration a, a for te- this... Tesla. Tesla's ideas are part of it, I think you mentioned. Tesla's ideas are very much a part of it. Um, Yes, Tesla's ideas are very much a part of it. Um, So is, I don't know if you ever, Victor Schauberger, who did the work with water and discovered, uh, yeah, look at, um, Jamie, could you look up Victor? Oh, I have the, uh, I have the cable now, don't I? Take it back, let me find it. Well, no, no, let me, let me uh, pull something up here and... uh, I think the key thing is we're, we're looking at technologies that are not the same as ours. Yes. And that's yes, partly that's why archaeologists can't see them, because they're looking for us in the past, and they're not open to the possibility that there are whole other kinds of technology that could be used. Right. I always go back to the ancient Egyptian traditions that speak of priests chanting as these huge blocks were lifted into the air. Were they using some kind of sound uh, effect, some kind of so, so, some kind of use of sound that was able to manipulate matter. We know that sound can manipulate matter, as a matter of fact. But the lifting these blocks it, it, again and again, it appears in ancient ancient Egyptian traditions. The notion that we could lift huge blocks with sound seems absurd to archaeologists, and yet it's there in the traditions of the Egyptologists. And what Randall's talking about now is people who are working on 
a whole alternative path of technology. And maybe that's a rediscovery of the kind of technologies that were used by a lost civilization. I think that's what's important about what you're saying is that we have this very limited idea of technology based on what we've experienced. Yeah. But if you had anatomically similar human beings that lived for thousands and thousands of years. Stuff just keeps on yeah. getting older. If you think about the amount of progress that we've achieved as modern humans just in the last few hundred years, yeah. if you go back 400 years to now, it's a stunning amount of achievement. Absolutely stunning. Yeah. And if you have a completely different path of technology, yeah. one that's not utilizing internal combustion engines and cranes and yeah. and the like that we experience Leverage, today. mechanical yeah. advantage, everything that our, our tech is based around. Something that's insanely advanced, tens of thousands of years of a different path. Yeah. And that's that may be what we're looking at. And that may begin to explain these, these otherwise inexplicable monuments that have survived. Uh, Jamie, do I need... There we go. <clears throat> This is the work of Nikola Tesla, and he was, again, this is way too much for us to get in today. That's why we need to devote a whole session to okay. talking about this. Okay. Um, but this is, uh, this was the inspiration. You know, his work was suppressed. A lot of his patents were, yeah. were taken, sealed up by the U.S. government uh, for whatever reason. I don't know. But this is some of the stuff that's now being developed using his ideas plus some of the others. Um, this is the man I've been talking to for the last seven years. Malcolm Bendall? Yes. And, uh, I, again, I don't want to get into it today, but, like, here's an example of what they're doing. This is a generator that has no moving parts. It's all based on geometry, pure geometry. Mm -hmm. and, the, and, the, and, and here's the basic idea, as I think I understand it at this point. Resonance frequencies, everything vibrates. Have you ever, like if, if we had a, a, an electric razor, we plugged it in, turned it on, set it on this table, it's going to move around, isn't it? You ever mm -hmm. seen that? Yeah. That's the beginning of the concept because it's vibrating. Everything vibrates at a frequency, and if you know that frequency, you can control things. And I think that's the basic idea of what we're looking at here. Um, and it's all based upon the ancient numbers. And they've, they're, they're developing technologies right now, and they have been. I was recently contacted and given the go-ahead that I could talk. I've been sitting on this for seven years without talking about it because they asked me not to talk about it until... I mean, that's how I was the first time I heard it. Oh, whoops. That's the first I mean, time that's you heard how that? I no, 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 I'm saying that's how I was the first time I heard it. Like, I was just like, well, like, I'm, like, that's, that's what I was trying. I, I'm glad that's the one you found. Cause when mm -hmm. me and you were texting earlier, that was exactly what I was hoping you were going to find. Cool. Like, so it's plasmoid, a plasmoid technology. They say it utilizes proteum, which is, they say the most abundant resource on the planet or in the, in the universe even I found this really cool uh, website Ascension Dynamics AscensionDynamics.org where they have this plasmoid unification model oh, let me show share it with you oh sorry I didn't share the sound with you did I okay 
this plasmoid unification model by Malcolm Bendel, November 13th, 2022, so just recently, referenced by Randall Carson, Randall Carlson, and Graham Hancock's appearance on Joe Rogan episode number 1897. It says that plasmoids are donut or toroidal shaped clusters of net protons or net electrons that once captured and placed into a toroidal orbit are capable of absorbing, storing, and releasing enormous amounts of energy present within their self-generated and structured electromagnetic containment field. Plasmoids, in effect, function as an atomic battery that can be self-charging due to the ability to convert matter to available clean energy. Plasmoids, by their unique geometry, cause a consequential electromagnetic containment field to generate a zero point naturally and casually, without much effort have the ability to convert the nuclear mass of a proton, atoms, into energy. And I guess they're using atoms from water. Hmm. The plasmoid unification model posits that plasmoids are epic-making and that the knowledge of them has been hidden in plain sight for centuries. This plasmoid unification models, or PUM, slide rule reveals the algorithmic relationships life's elements critical to mankind's existence and development its parts with protium which has a melting point of negative negative 259.2 degrees celsius and is the most abundant element in our solar system protium determines the 25,920 great year frequency of our solar system the resonant frequencies of all other elements can then be calculated with the 25,920 years is reduced from years to days to hours to seconds. The PUM is evidence that the universe is an intelligent design. The design is in perfect octave uh, tangenic resonance with itself. Therefore, all of creation from galaxies to planets to elements all resonate in unison with a collective chord as above, so below. This is interconnected with an energy web the 24 components of laws, which were all based on and governed on the same 16 sector Taurus plasmoid precepts shown. The concepts and ruling principles of the PUM can and have been applied to make energy to matter and matter to energy conversient. When applied to the modern hydrocarbon-powered internal combustion engine, PUM technology removes exhaust toxic waste products and increases the engine power output by transforming waste energy back into fuel. Plasmoids employed in conjunction with plasmoid toroidal implosive turbines provide a new novel matter-to-energy and energy-to-matter propulsion device for water, land, air, and space travel. Here is the chart here where they've basically charted out every single element's frequency and it's hard to read unless I blow it up a little bit. Very interesting just technical data here and i can't tell you i understand this chart here but apparently this is basically what they're saying here is they by getting the frequency of earth they've determined everything within this chart and it goes through even all of our uh um 13 uh signs here virgo leo cancer Gemini, Taurus, Aries, Pisces, and so on. So trippy. So they're saying you could build spacecraft to travel through space, do all kinds of stuff. Here's the uh, plasmoid generator here as well. 
no, you know, it's a frictionless system. It kind of looks like a jet engine. Yeah. It, this is just <clears throat> fascinating stuff. And I'm curious to learn more about this. This is um, Nikola Tesla's work, the planetary power plant in 1900, et cetera. All well, this stuff. And if I'm not mistaken, you know, he said that he's, you know, they're, they're, they're working on, you know, like trying to perfect this kind of stuff, like taking the ideas from it and stuff. The guy, uh, I forget his name, not not Hancock, but the other guy. Uh, Randall Carlson? Yeah, Carlson. He said that there's folks out, like they got the folks that are like working on all this kind of stuff. And it's yeah. just like, it's and just apparently, like, whoa. What? It's just like, whoa. Like it that's. Is. And he said within the next few months, they'll be releasing all the information. So that totally trips me out. Uh, I guess there's patents out there. I'm just curious to how complex this is, or if somebody like me could pick up these patents and actually put this stuff together myself. You know, have a little generator for my house or whatever, a vehicle. It sounds like it's a lot of energy, though. So they sound like they could be very dangerous, maybe potentially, or maybe, maybe it's just so dumb simple that it's safe and fine and. Maybe it's some of that like hidden tech that was taken away from us and make us yeah. pay for electricity. Right. And I wonder if this ties into the Tesla stuff with like getting energy from th mid th thin air and whatnot through the ether. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which reminds me. I think it's legit. I mean, these guys are pretty credible, right? Absolutely. So. At least to me, they are. Yeah. If it's legit. I, I hope it is. Um, Speaking of that energy, that old energy. Um, where is it? Dang it. Man. All right. I guess I messed up my uh, my notes. Uh, maybe this is it. No, that's not it. All right. Well, this got me excited. Um, originally, I was looking at... I was just because I was reading a thing online from Josh, and he was he was um, having a conversation with some people about you know flat earthers and pyramids and all this kind of stuff, and um, people were arguing about or having a conversation about uh, how the pyramids were built. And I don't think anybody could say they know, right? Well, Definitely no, I mean because they were they were being built when mammoths still walked on the, on the earth. So yeah, there I think. Well, there's theories that they're not that old, and then there's evidence that points to them being almost 10,000 years old or older. So, yeah, yeah dude. mammoths were still walking around. Yeah. So, like, I mean, you, so nobody, nobody truly knows. I mean, they, yeah. there's, there's a bunch of good guesses, but what they're, what I, what I can tell you, what I do know is that at the point we are in time, nobody I think could redo it. No, I don't think so. I mean, sure, we got the glass one out in, in Las Vegas that, you know, the Bass Pro Shop or whatever, but, <laughs> but, the uh, you know, that's, yeah, but that's not even, you know what I mean? Like, that's not even <clears throat> no compared like no. those and, and the whole fact when you get into the fact with the carbon dating saying that the, the stones at the top are older than the stones at the bottom, the stones at the top. Okay. Here's the thing about carbon dating. I know it's all over the place. I don't trust it. Yeah, but absolutely. But if that's but that true, may, that's very weird. That begs to more question. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's that argument too, where they're like, 
So the most common mainstream science explanation for how the pyramids were built was they moved them from the quarry 500 miles away by rolling them on logs and wet sand with ropes and a thousand slaves per large stone. <laughs> it's like, what? No. Up a ramp to the top of the pyramid? That's just crazy. That's just really crazy. And there's no way in hell anybody's ever going to do that, try that, or do that. There's some silly stuff out there online where it's like, I watched this video because I wanted to hear what people think about this. You know, what are the theories to building the pyramids? And one guy's like, here's a 200 or here's a 350 pound stone. And I'm, and he like, <laughs> he just, he muscles it onto another stone using, you know, sticks and leverage and that's kind of stuff. Well, you know, I mean, I've, I've never been able to buy into the whole idea that all of these immaculate buildings and cathedrals and, you know, just all kinds of things throughout history were built by people that were pushing it around with sticks and horse and buggies. And you know what I'm saying? I just, yeah. I can't, I can't barbarians. buy it. The barbarians. Because even, even, even as advanced as we are, like we don't even have things that can recreate that stuff. I know not even close. Like, uh, Here's um, a video of us trying to move a stone today. Just like they like they would have? Or, or how they claim they would have? No, how we would. Okay. With a truck? <laughs> yeah, not a truck. There you go, right there. <laughs> That's not even a big stone compared to oh, some wow. other ones. <laughs> you know, I know a lot of people like to run straight to the oh, there. You know, there was so many of them and so many numbers. Still, man, that you, you're you're talking you're talking about people that would have to be born into it, work for forty-ish years, and then die and be replaced yeah. continuously for a long, long period of time if they and did it the what? way you claim for something right. we don't even know what it is, right? Because because like. That's that's old old type stuff. Like that's mm -hmm. a old area. Like oh yeah. And, you know when you get into the conspiracy world, you start thinking that it technically it's one of the one of the larger civilizations that was a part of like that Atlantis community and stuff. You know, it was like the last mm -hmm. one left. So I don't all know. that's left now are these massive skeletons of pyramids, and they're all over and the we world. We don't even know. We don't even know what else, man. That's it's, the, the desert moves. Mm, the desert moves, like oh, tectonically. I mean, the sand and stuff. You know, oh, you know what I mean. Like the they, moves. they find, they find so much stuff underneath. Like they're still finding other, you know, like pyramids and places mm -hmm. like that all over the place because it's yeah. either been overgrown or sand has come over it. Flooded. Like Earth winds every Earth, time. Yeah. Yeah, they've uncovered pyramids that are completely buried and they'd have to excavate them completely. They look like hills and they yeah. start excavating and they find full pyramids. Like in South America, there's examples yeah. out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I've seen some pictures of ones like when they first found it and you're like, oh, that's just like a, a giant hill. And they're like, here it is today. And it's yeah. all dug out and everything. And you're like, whoa. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, just, I just can't even imagine what else is underground that's not excavated because we don't 
excavate that much stuff and uncover things we seem to just leave it and look what's on the surface a lot of times there's not a lot of big projects out there they always got us looking up in the sky instead of looking down at the ground and at and, the ocean and, and such in the sea yeah yeah so crazy. makes you wonder yeah the ocean trips me out how you could just go anywhere in the ocean pretty much anywhere in the ocean get in the water and there's just life all around you it's so trippy. I guess that's anywhere on Earth, but that just boggles my mind, how alive everything is. It's pretty amazing. Uh, it I don't, it's tangent. Random Vince thought. Um, but yeah, hey, over there on Foxhole, I got <laughs> I got the stickers turned on, so you guys enjoy that. I guess there's another toggle there. I, I found it, though, so that's fun. Little gifts in the chat. Nice. So... I hope so. I hope I have the intellect to utilize this technology without having to go through a, a someone who's controlling it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I yeah. hope it's. I hope it's widespread, and I hope it's easy to do. And I hope it's. If not, at the very least, I hope it's affordable. This could change the world, um, especially if everybody knew how to create it everybody just started creating it all over the place simultaneously to create this energy, whether it be for your house or your community, you know, all kinds of technology, right? I mean, just basic necessities. Number one is going to change the world, but then you start talking about space travel and all these other technologies and, you know, really getting to the limits of the technology, like creating the most power you can utilizing it in giant power plants, for instance, that create no wastes. Like, dude, this could be the beginning of a new type of civilization that can easily travel the, the stars. Yeah. But I think there's other technology that goes with it in order to do certain things, but it's really interesting. Um, I love it. And... I wish I had this. I'm going to try to find it because it was really interesting. I think that we could have had some kind of technology like this in the past for energy, right? We see this stuff with, uh, we get into that theory of Tartaria and whatnot. Um, and the theory that fireplaces weren't fireplaces. They were actually some kind of energy thing, not for fire, but from the ether. They would be like an electricity well Heater. Well, especially especially those ones that didn't they looked like fireplaces but they didn't actually have like the holes like fireplaces oh really they didn't have a <clears throat> like they just they, yeah they just looked like weird and I, I don't know like almost like a radiator in the wall but like built like a built like a fireplace almost fascinating i haven't seen that i don't think but i mean you know i figure i figure humanity at one point in time mastered AI, then AI mastered itself and turned it, humans into slaves, and then the sun shot a flare and killed the AI, and then we all started worshipping the sun and it started all over again. Interesting. <laughs> the fourth turning. I think it was that Mudflood account on Twitter that posted that thing. Um, what is that Mudflood account? Mudflood. I forget trying i'm doing better at being on twitter I've, I've been engaging people there oh that's awesome 
I see I see Vince in there always engaging people and yeah. Josh too. I, I yeah I'm heavy. Oh here it is. Tartary and Antiquity on Twitter. Let me share. Oh yeah 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 I follow that one. So they just happened to post this today. Um. It says so it shows these pictures here of light. This is from. International exhibitions of the past were record-breaking in their speed, architectural beauty, and cutting-edge technology. In 1915, in one year, they built pavilions for the San Francisco exhibition, and one of the central elements were fountains with prefabricated columns. Look at these just glowing lights in this area, 1915. And let's go here, just this column absolutely glowing stunningly with the crazy brightness and then just lights shining on the statues on top of this fantastic structure with arches and columns and those are some pretty bright lights for times that didn't really have electricity going on you know i know so what the heck is going on there is it really like here it just seems like a concrete column but these other pictures, they're glowing like like a neon light. So, hmm. you know, what the heck te- kind of technology did they have? They go on to say that at night, the stone columns turned into column light columns where the xenon, I don't understand what they mean by that. In the daylight, it is visible that the material is not transparent even if you crammed all the bulbs available at the time inside, you still don't get that brightness. Despite the preservation of the technological and construction documentation of the exhibition construction, there is one white spot in the history. There's no mention of any substation, nor of the wiring, nor of the required power to operate the devices. So it's just a mist. It's just a mystery. It's just, it's just magic. Yeah, it's just magic. Don't ask questions. Yeah, don't ask questions. Just believe them. Believe me. Oh my gosh, so totally but, trippy I mean, stuff. And 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 I think the xenon. I think they're taught. If I'm not mistaken, if is, is that not the uh, stuff that used to yes. be? Yeah, in the uh, like uh, those fluorescent Pulse. lights that make them to pop real loud or whatever. If you were to bust them, they got that xenon gas in them. Yeah, I think they, they use. To. Oh. Um, these different elements to fill the bulbs, yeah. Yeah, but but I mean that. Hmm. I I don't understand how hmm. concrete would turn Glow. to that. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, it's so trippy. Free energy, I think so. Man, and so just a hundred years ago, we had this free energy about like that blows my mind that it, it's if that's true that we've forgotten. wild we do i mean there does seem to be a bunch of you know we were me and you were touching on that a little bit there Mm -hmm. does seem to be a bunch of forgotten technology yeah for sure and questions are brought up and it's you look at ancient ancient or things that people say are ancient like the pyramids and other ruins and you just have to wonder like how did they build them what technology did they have what knowledge did they have that now we seemingly have forgotten and it blows your damn mind and not to mention other just like weird artifacts that people find like there's this dodecahedron i think it's a dodecahedron i don't know if it's the 20 sided i think it might be like a 16 sided instead 
but these artifacts found in Europe that are just like these brass, multi-sided shaped, hollow artifacts, and they found like a hundred of them. They don't know what the hell they are. They're just like, it's probably a toy. It's probably just <clears throat> probably just a child's toy or something. It's like really, you're gonna make this perfectly, uh, you know, multi-sided piece of geometry out of metal, and you know, a thousand years ago, and then just say it's probably just nothing. That's crazy. I don't know. And then you know, Baghdad batteries, etc. The list goes on to just weird stuff. But I want to look at these old things. Um, so there. Oh, I, I, this is just one. Just before we get into these artifacts, well, or into these uh, structures, there is this artifact. Have you ever heard of the Iron Pillar of Delhi? It sounds familiar. <clears throat> this thing's pretty freaking cool, and it's one of these unexplained things. Let me pull it up. So this Iron Pillar. I ran into this when I was looking at something else that's unexplained, and I'll tell you guys right after this what that is. But here's the Iron Pillar of Delhi. The Iron Pillar of Delhi is a 7.21 meters, uh, or 23 feet and 8 inches high, with a 41 centimeter or 16 inch diameter. That was constructed in the year 375 to 415 AD. It now stands hmm. uh, in India. So it's rust resistant, but it's made of iron. Weighs more than six tons. Is half the thought to be erected elsewhere, perhaps outside some caves, and moved to its location in the 11th century. So this is it. It's got some inscriptions on it as well, and it's just this iron column that doesn't rust. So it seems that like, like they had some kind of metallurgical knowledge that is lost today, where you know we can't make iron that isn't. Um, you can't make iron that doesn't rust. That's just crazy. And I came across this because I was looking at Damascus steel, which is another metal. Are you familiar with Damascus? I am familiar with Damascus, yes. <clears throat> so apparently we know how to make certain kinds of Damascus, but according to writings and whatnot, Damascus, there's ancient Damascus where they said, like, oh, you need to use the pee of a goat and to enhance the steel when you're forging it and all this weird stuff. But really, it's just steel folded upon itself, different mixtures of carbon and whatnot to make this highly fortified, strong steel. But we can't make the exact stuff that was made thousands of years ago. We just don't know the recipe. And they say yeah, but, that we're more yeah, advanced we're than sure. we've ever been, but we can't match the Damascus that they used to make. Right. You know, they try. Like, they, they make their modern version of it, but... So I don't know, missing, man. We're missing, we're missing some stuff. We're missing some important stuff, I think. I think <laughs> it was left out intentionally. Maybe at so. At this point, you know. Yeah, like, you know, we could have lost most of the people and most of the knowledge, and, you know, they have a habit of accidentally burning down libraries and whatnot. So, man. Right, the, you know... Maybe we'll have a technological advancement this century in our lifetime. I wouldn't mind working on some new technology. If anybody needs an engineer, I have some experience, and I will help you. Um, yeah, just let me know. You could contact me here, and we could, you know, build some future tech. All right. Um, 
let's move on here. So just a couple examples there I, I came across today, and I just was... I don't get it, man. But let's see. Let's look here. Um, do, do, do. Sorry, I'm just going through my notes here. We do have this underground city stuff, which was really interesting, which actually brought me to the next thing. So why don't we look at that? Darinkuyu? Darinkuyu? This is weird stuff, man. And underground cities always come up. This is similar to what we're going to be looking at here in a second. Here is a stairway in a cave with a door stone here, which how the hell do they move that, you know? I don't know. But this system is uh, the Derinkuyu Underground City. It's an ancient multi-level underground city uh, in Turkey. Uh, it's about 279 feet deep. It is large enough to have sheltered as many as 20,000 people together with their livestock and food stores. It is the largest excavated underground city in Turkey, and it is one of the several underground complexes found throughout Cappadocia. It actually no. connects with a five-mile tunnel to this now, other this is, city. This is what I thought was cool about this when Graham Hancock was talking about this place, is mm -hmm. that <clears throat> they don't really have an explanation of how it got there. Yeah. why it got there but they have found artifacts from many different religions many different groups of people many different cultures of people that have all passed wow. through there they found things of christian artifact muslim artifact hindu artifact like many different people have traveled through these caves and they do not they do not have answers they have no answers yeah stone doors how the hell do they move those things whatever so it seems like they're carved right like carved right directly into stone Almost. And, i mean but how yeah who knows but that gets me to a weird thing that you can check out that i didn't think of telling you to go check out earlier what and i can't spell it so you'll have to wing it but it's called the shamir worm it's a thing of old Jewish mysticism. Really, Shamir? Yeah, and I'm again. I, I and I'm probably butchering it. You guys know me. I'm terrible okay. at pronouncing things. Mm. It's like but a grub. it was like, it was like this grub thing that apparently cut stone. Like there's legend oh. about this, and it was you. It's been said to be used by different people throughout these ancient Ju Jewish texts to cut stone laser oh. precisely yeah is it this wild like... stone with a mere glance however scholars have evidence that the shamir is a is berea creation okay i don't know so wow it's it, it gets into some of that weird mysticism stuff that i like to talk about and it's... it could disintegrate stone wood iron and diamond what? Yeah. So they had basically like programmed this thing and it would go in and just make whatever you want or something. It uh, seems. I mean, I don't under. It, it's what? it seems to be a thing of magic, really. Like, oh and that's God. when it when it gets into it with it being in that mysticism. It's it comes out of that Jewish Kabbalah type stuff. So, totally. Yeah, Whoa. man, it's wild. That's really cool, dude. 
What the hell? It it also that that same Shamir worm comes back into play in conversation when they talk yeah. about the coral castle. Oh yeah, that came across today too. That dude in Florida who built the coral yeah. castle. Son of a gun. What's up with that? Right, dude. I mean, it's <laughs> there's there's a bunch of these these are like and the, these are unexplainable things and they don't really have answers. So to me, especially living in the past few years seeing how things are just as wild as they can be day after day. Uh-huh. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if somebody unearthed some kind of weird Shamir worm that was digging tunnels all these years ago. Like, why not? That's some crazy, wild stuff. I think it's technology. I think it's a technology that was like a little robot that you could program and be like, hey, you know, carve this out or, you know, build this tunnel or something like that. I don't know. I'm totally speculating here. Um, it'd be interesting to read more about for sure. Um, totally trippy. I wonder if Ye and our uh, listeners have heard about that thing. Oh, you know, I bet Ye might have. That that sounds like something. We'll have to. We're gonna we'll, after the show tonight. We'll get on a Zoom chat. Um, or uh, you're welcome to join us, Jim Bob, as always. But around, I'd say like seven thirty. Eastern, I'm sorry, gosh, 7.30 Pacific or 9.30 Eastern, we'll get together and talk about this stuff and various other things, whatever you guys want, on the Social Red Pill, socialredpill.com, we'll have that conversation later tonight, privately. It's probably inside of us, too. Ah! Ooh. (laughs) Gosh. Does that mean I get laser vision? Hold on, wait a minute. If we're handing out superpowers, laser vision's on up in my top five. Laser vision? Like yeah. to cut things with lasers from your eyes? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you All think right. how great it would be to never have a cold cup of coffee again? You could heat up your coffee with the laser vision, I guess. I wonder. I would just want it to be... The problem with lasers on your head is it's... How do you cut? Do you cut it with the muscles behind your eye by like looking back and forth or like drawing out the thing with your eyes? Or do you like move your head? You'd have to have more control. I feel like you might accidentally like laser the house in half. Or are you worried it's going to be like a Cyclops situation? Well, what if you're trying to cut a piece of steel straight? Maybe maybe you can like change the dial setting <laughs> in your brain. And <laughs> yeah, it needs to come with like advanced controls to con- control the accuracy. Unless it's just a pure destructive device or like a light laser to heat your coffee mug. I like flying. I want the f- ability to fly. Um, that's that's definitely up there. Flying's definitely. Oh yeah. I mean, because that'd be cool, you know. Why not? Oh, Mick and V. Lynn had a guest talking about parasites. That's pretty cool. Thanks, Grits. I missed that one. They have some interesting stuff too. Uh, all right, let's let's see here. Um, all right, we talked about this stuff. The plasmoid unification model just absolutely blew my mind, and I need to talk to Josh about that because I don't know if he's aware of what the heck's going on with this stuff, or mm-hmm. you know his thoughts on it. Um, okay, so I came across these giant walls in the Ural Mountains. Okay. And I thought, wow, that's just like all the other walls we've seen in these ruins around the world. Except these are extraordinarily large. Mm. Let's see if I can blow this picture up. 
Oh, yeah. So, so there's this man here standing in front of these huge stone structures that right. people are questioning, like, hey, are these natural formations? It seems like they're not. What the hell is going on? And I was like, that's Looks crazy. Looks like bricks that were laid. Don't yeah. It? Yeah, they look like giant bricks. Um, more than 3,000 tons, some of them weigh. Whoa. And so they're like, this is impossible. What the heck is it? Yada, yada, yada. And here's more of them. Just super wow. interesting. Um, don't know what the heck it is. This is all I could find, basically. Is And here's, look at this. Come on. That is not natural. Right angled. This oh, is yeah, the, that thing. I've seen that. The ball back specifically. Stone. Yeah. There's no way that's natural, bro. No way. No way, Jose. I don't care. I want to know. I want to know what's further underground Oops. underneath that. Yes, excavate it. Yeah. So I came across that and I'm like, what the heck else is in Russia? Okay. So I came across stuff we don't know about. Yes. And this. The seven strong men. An ancient megalithic structure in the same area, Ural. Little attention is paid to the mysteries of the Ural region. Many articles and films have been made about the pyramids in Egypt, the Maya culture, and other phenomena, but not about the legends and sites of the Ural. Uh, in this vast area, the large parts covered with forest. Uh, yeah, so it's a vast area. Okay. In recent years, many megaliths have been discovered in the Urals. Dolmens, menhirs, and large How megalithic cultic complex of the Vera Island. Look how big that is compared to the tent and all the people standing below it. I know. That thing's huge, dude. It's beyond huge. Whoa! <laughs> I know. Now I've got. To, I'm gonna have to look into some of this. This is this. This one's got my interest. Yeah. Um, and so I was like reading this, and I'm like, wait, what the heck is a dolmen? What's a dolmen? Mm-hmm. What's a men here? And what is the large megalithic cultic complex of the Vera Island? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, things we things you definitely don't just hear about. No, I'm like, I have not heard of any of these things, um, and I still don't know. Um, apparently, they're all very similar to, to this Dolmen situation. Okay, all right. So, I looked a lot into Dolmens, and they're found all around the world, including in Russia. Um, so, let me see here. So, this, by the way, if we want to read just a little bit more about this. Um, yeah. Nobody knows what the heck it is. People can't even climb it. Experienced rock climbers can't find climb it. It's just just the way that it's shaped and whatnot. There's actually more than seven, but um, they call it seven just because, I don't know, the stories say that. They also call it Seven Brothers and Sisters. Um, it's considered one of the seven wonders of Russia. So people do know about it. They do visit it. More than 100 feet high. Bigger than the yeah. Easter Island statues. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that that thing's almost the size of, like, an apartment complex in downtown New York. I know. It's amazing. Uh, here's a really cool picture I found of this structure taken by NASA, or at least it's on their website. The Milky right. Way over the seven strong men rock formations Whoa. during during winter. So it must Whoa. really be in the middle of nowhere to get this type of photograph. <clears throat> that's beautiful 
totally beautiful. And there's even a person standing really small in the middle by right. that <laughs> for reference. Makes you feel so tiny. Yeah, it's like this stuff doesn't just happen naturally. We don't see these things all around the world where it's like, oh yeah, you know, just that it's just that natural rock formation that we see all over the world. It's totally unexplained and out of place and weird. Don't worry, guys. It was it, it it's either it you know, it's a natural rock formation or you hit that one guy on the history channel going, It was aliens. <laughs> I like that I like that guy more than the people that are like I'm a geologist and I've been doing this for twenty years and I can tell you this that yeah, well, yeah. it rains this I, way and then it rains that way. You get these hundred foot columns, and I know that for a fact. I've been doing geology for two decades. I made this my life work. Like I trust the alien guy just as much as that guy. Okay? Right, honestly, for the true. record, true. <laughs> they they always they always say they have some kind Actually, of explanation for something, and I I, don't I have know. a problem with both of them though. The guy telling yeah. you, I know it's definitely aliens, and the guy saying, I know it's definitely just the weather. Fuck you both. You both don't know, and I'll be the first to admit that. You're both bullshitters. And to say that you do know without any there it doubt is. is bullshit. That's right. That's, that is, <laughs> that's, that's one of my favorite things right there. Like that's it, Running across people that just say they're like, oh, well, I know. Well, well do you? Like, even me. Like, I don't. I'm always telling people to question what I'm saying too, and it's Absolutely. just it's just make sure that you make sure you know you know because really you don't know because <laughs> we don't know nothing. Put that on a t-shirt. Make sure you know you know because you don't know. We don't know nothing. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's an, that would make a if there's any English teachers out there, I probably just made their head spin. <laughs> there, there may be. <laughs> Actually, there's definitely teachers. There's definitely English teachers out there with all the homeschoolers that listen to our shows. Oh, not bad, y'all. <laughs> That's so good. I like it. So let's look at more of this stuff. So, in Russia, in the Caucasus, um, Caucasus Mountains. Caucasus. Caucasus. Uh, I can't say it either. Caucasus. Don't, don't, don't listen to me. I don't know. I don't speak Russian. They have these interesting dolmens. What the heck is a dolmen? Look, I'm not good enough in English to speak other ones. We we just proved this. That's okay. Uh, let me show you this. So here's a dolmen, and this is on Pinterest. It was really cool, actually. Somebody's Pinterest they put together. They're these. They look like the houses for the Flintstones. Nice. <laughs> and it's just these rocks stacked. They usually have a hole carved in it. And, yeah, so this is in Russia. Um, here's a bunch of pictures of them. And they're just fantastic structures. Here's one in the forest covered in moss. Excuse me, hiccups. Jeez. Here's another one. Kind of interesting uh, interesting things here. Um, just rocks that are stacked. Here's the inside of one. This is Nepal, but you get the picture. We have these odd... Here's one, too. That's like a whole building carved in a stone, which we see in India and all over the world. But it's so fascinating. Um, I mean, that's huge, dude. Look at the size of that thing. Yeah, remarkable. But these dolmas are really what caught my attention. Oh, yeah, here's India, I believe. This crazy temple carved into the uh, side of a mountain. Man, there's one of those those in Turkey, too, dude. Or near Turkey or something. Yeah, I was just like, what the heck 
are these dolmens, man? And I came across this really interesting website. Uh, curious aspect. Oh, wait. First, before I got here. This gets really hippy-dippy, and I liked it, and I went down this rabbit hole. Um, there was this study of the dolmens, I guess, where they people claim that you get into these dolmens and you get this remarkable feeling of, like, information coming to you. You get these information downloads, a lot of people call them. And Ooh. people will, like, crawl in there and sit and meditate and just have these, like, hallucinogenic experiences, like DMT experiences almost. And um, they even did, uh, I was reading one article about a study, which this might be it. Let me take a quick look. Um, oh, yeah. So they sprouted seeds and they found that the seeds near or the seeds from the water from within the dolmen did better than the seeds without in the control group. So they said, like, it creates a life energy and all this kind of hippy-dippy stuff that I find interesting, and there could be something to it. I don't know. But this is just one study that some hippie did, and I don't mean to demean them. Maybe they're really great. Whatever. But I came across this rising, Ringing Cedars of Russia book. It's a series of books. Mm. And they talk about these phenomenon coming from these dolmens. And I actually found the book in the Internet Archive of Books, and it talks about this. Uh, here is the contents. Alien or Man, um, a Money-Making Machine, Chapter 3, Healing for Hell, Number 4, Confidential Conversation, Number 5, Where Are You, My Guardian Angel, Number 6, The Cherry Tree, Who's to Blame, The Answer, Herbal Life Entrepreneurs. Uh, it's a great, interesting book dawn in russia why nobody can see god it's like this interesting book that i have not read but i've heard quotes from it um but i they like do, foreign books they do talk about the dolma in here so i'll share this with you guys over on uh the social red pill uh right now before we continue so if you want to take a look at this you can um i know we got a lot of readers out there but i'm sorry i have the digital version if you could find a hard copy that would be really cool. Let me know if you do. That would be awesome. Uh, I'd just be curious to know. Um, what? Well, yeah. I, I mean, finding an original would be good, but you can always print it off and read it if you need to. Oh, yeah. I Truth. do sometimes, depending on what it is. Absolutely. Because sometimes, you know, I don't like scan I don't like having that screen. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I'm, no one does. I'd rather take it, take the printed out paper and go sit on the back porch with that. Just sit there. Yeah. Um... So this it really tripped me out. And there's several accounts of people's stories of just their remarkable experiences of going to Russia and going inside of these ancient dolma and having these experiences. Some of them are destroyed, but other ones aren't. And some of the stones weigh like 100 tons or just crazy, crazy weights. 100 tons? I have to – let me confirm that here. I'm sure it's in my notes. But these are all over the world, so you could find them in Ireland, Wales, southern England, northwest France, southern Spain, India, Korea, uh, Russia, all those places. And there's even one in New York, maybe, <laughs> that I found. Um, oops. So, interesting stuff, man. Um ringing it's the ringing cedar of russia 
Alright, let's look at more of these things, man. These these really blew my mind. They look like Fred Flintstone's house, is what really, I was like, this is crazy stuff. Um, here's one in France that you could actually visit. It's called the Dolmen of Bag, uh, how do you, Banyu? Yeah. Uh, the Dolmen, uh, the Dolmen of Banyu, which is in Sommer, France. It's one of the largest dolmen. They've actually done a little bit of rest restoration work. It's in the back of a cafe. Uh, believe it or not. And it's just these stones with the massive stones on top of it. And it's like a little room inside. Here's their website. Um, and another example of one on the lower right. You could actually go there and get a tour um, four euros per person and you could get a tour of this place tour um, believe it or not so I wonder can I not translate this I can't read French you guys I'm sorry uh -oh. I thought I could translate this website though I read this earlier today. Translate. You probably can. It just wants to give you a hard time. How do I translate it? There we go. Translate this page. There we go. Um, so, 1775. In 1775, Dolomue carried out the first excavations there. Hmm. Um, here are the remarks. Here's somebody from 1764 on this. They said, The covered stones of Banyu near Sumar and on the way to Do are more embarrassing, and I don't know whether they should be considered as the work of the Romans or the barbarians who succeeded them in Gaul. It is more commonly believed that they are monuments erected to the glory of their cap captains had been killed in battle. It is assumed that some were delivered to these places. All this is quite obscure. The Romans work in another style. This one seems extraordinarily gothic. Yeah. And that was 1764. Mm. That sounds like bullshit. Where they're like, definitely just barbarians. Work of barbarians. Look at this. Just heathens. Who would build such a thing? So antiquated and cold. And there's actually some wooden support structures in there, which is interesting. Um, my, I don't know how these were built, right? How can somebody just muscle these stones into place and then fit them together and stack them? Somebody I found had a theory, though, on that. I think we'll talk about that in a moment. Maybe they just muscled the stones around, but I have no clue. I don't think it was just barbarians being silly. Here's another one. I just want to show you guys examples of these things. Just a massive stone on top of other stones. This is probably a damaged site. Oops. See if I could thumb through these. The stone does look a little strange, doesn't it? Like it does. melty. Yeah. There's a dolmen. I wonder though, like maybe this guy has a theory that they were made out of basically clay. And hardened that way. Okay. But why wouldn't they make it per more perfect if that was the case is my kind of right. argument. They, It's weird stone for sure, especially that top stone. But 
And oftentimes they say, oh, yeah, this is just, um, you know, they a tomb. You know, they bury their dead in it. Uh, they found some um, bones in them occasionally. So, you know, it's just a tomb. Nothing to worry about. Nothing crazy. Nothing weird going on here. Don't mind the weird energy in the air. Hmm. I don't know. I think the energy thing could be real. We do we do talk about chromatics and frequencies quite frequently, buddy. So I know. There's so many of these. Um Okay, yeah, so this is exactly like you go to try to figure out what these things are, you get stuff like this. Which this is a thing that's found. In the southern style dolmens, the ground is dug up first, after which a chamber is made with stone in which the body is buried. Several smaller stones are placed around the burial site, after which a large stone is placed on top. Okay, they did find these in Korea. There's one in New York, see? Ah, let's go back. This one's in New York. And people are like, what the hell? Why? Or is it just an accident? They're like, you know, the glaciers, they move the rocks down. This rock is probably from there. And I don't know. Just happened to balance it. It was just the glaciers, dude, and the way that the rain fell at that right angle, at that right temperature. <laughs> I know. I think I'm a little bit of a dick <clears throat> when it comes to archaeologists or uh, what do they call the earth people? Yeah. Um. Here's one. Uh, where was this? This is a dolmen in. Oh, where is this? Just outside Antiquera. This one's called the Antiquera Dolmen Site. <coughs> I think I have a video on this one too. Uh, this one has like carvings in some of the side walls, and it actually has this incredible well dug in the back. Um, which is just amazing. Uh, here's another section of it. Just these massive stones, man, and brickwork and stonework. Phenomenal stuff. So, actually, this dude has a good video where he shows some pictures of it. I'm going to pull it up on YouTube here. The world's largest dolmen. And it's in south of Spain. This guy does a pretty good video. There's three of Oops. them. Uh, this three capstones to cover the entire thing and he said that they carved these out and they probably put candles or something in there like later after this was constructed but there's these pits and the rocks all the way around which aren't just erosion it's like they carved it that's what he's explaining and there's actually this well in the back where it's like precisely drilled down just smooth a deep well out of like solid stone straight through the earth and it's like this ancient well in this dolm the world's largest dolmen in spain explain that and this kind of goes into what i was reading with that first german book where they're talking about the hippie stuff and it's the energy it very well could be and they talked about the water giving life to the plants in that study and that the seeds sprouted better so it really made me think when I saw this dolmen has a well in it, like maybe they're getting this blessed sacred water out of this well inside this dolmen. Interesting. You know? Yeah. What if? Could you imagine? It's possible. Dude. Maybe it's a sacred well, people. 
Very well. Could be a sacred well. Wow. Wow, Cursive Q's here. Hey, Cursive. Alright. <laughs> um, so I thought that was fascinating. Um, the New York Dolmen is just there. Nobody knows. It's no interesting, answers. though, just randomly in New York. There's ones in Korea. Some of them are very simple. Some of them are more like houses. This one probably has a dead person under it. Hmm. Here's one more. These are just all over, too. I didn't know these were a thing. Did you know these were a thing? I mean, I know that there's megalithic structures worldwide. Like, yeah. every, everywhere we could think of, there's definitely a megalithic structure of some kind. Yeah. Here's a map of where they all are in Korea. Just fascinating. I wonder if North Korea has any. Oh, I bet you they do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um... So I hope you guys like this this Dolman research stuff. It's so fascinating. And uh, I'd like to do another show on this plasmoid info. I don't know if there's a lot of information there that we could go further into, but I'm going to talk to Josh about it and see. Maybe we could, maybe he wants to do a show on it. And we'll hear uh, Joshipedia go on about that technology and energy and the future. It's super exciting stuff. Uh, quick shout-outs to the Red Pill family. We've got a few donations coming in. Thank you so much. Uh, Karen, Karen Hare, good to see you. You should come to the chat tonight if you're not busy. Uh, gifted a cookie. Hit the red pill. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, Karen, and thank you, uh, Pilled. Uh, Susan, Susan's uh, donated five bucks. I'm late. What time did this start? It started at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. We'll try to be live same place, same time every Saturday for you, Susan. Um, good to see you though. Thank you so much for the donation. Uh, Cursive Q, good to see you. They're celebrating a two month subscription streak over on D Live. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, so thank you all for joining. Jim Bob, they could find you at Unconstitutional Awakening. The link's in the description. Uh, you got some good things coming down the pipe, as well as some wonderful archives of videos and interviews and conversations with you and your team and your wonderful guests. So unconstitutionalawakening.com, everybody. Check that out. Show some love for Jim Bob. Follow him on Rumble and Facebook and everywhere that you can before he's censored again. Twitter, all the places. <laughs> it, it, it's always something somewhere, I promise. <laughs> it really is, but just keep on pushing. Nothing can keep us down. Right. Well, yeah. So uh, thank you all for joining us. It's a pleasure as always. We'll be back again next week, same place, same time. Uh, tomorrow we'll have no shows except for the Patriot Party Podcast's True Spiracy. That'll be streaming on DLive and Pilled. If you guys want to check that out, that out tomorrow uh, midday, then you are welcome to. Uh, other than that, we'll be back next week with the news and events of the week with Joshua Reed on The Daily Dose and myself with Morning Coffee to keep up with the times and keep up with the news and then right back into another fascinating wonderful weekend with a fringe and makes you think episode so thank you guys for checking out all the content we put out there and we appreciate you very much uh socialredpill.com if you want to join the chat in about an hour uh, or an hour and a half rather hour to an hour and a half it's open 
now if you want to join and start that conversation with Red Pill family. Good night. Take care. God bless. Godspeed. Thank you, Jim Bob. <laughs>